starting, Bubba. Welcome to Discussions with a History Buff. I'm your host, Viking Strongman. Welcome to today's episode. SCP-3001 Red Reality Item number SCP-3001 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures To prevent further accidental entries into SCP-3001, all Foundation Reality Bending technology will be upgraded and modified with multiple newly developed safeguards to prevent Class C broken entry wormhole creation. While knowledge of SCP-3001 is available to personnel at of any level should they wish to learn about it, Research and experimentation with SCP-3001 and its associated technology is strictly limited to personnel of level 3 and above, with special clearance designations from, granted from sites 120, 121, 124, and 133. Description: SCP-3001 is a hypothesized paradoxical parallel pocket non-dimension accessible through the creation of a momentary Class C broken entry wormhole. While believed to be ineffectively extending parallel universe, SCP-3001 is almost completely devoid of any matter and has an extremely low Hume level of 0.032, contradicting KJL's laws of reality with the relation between humes and space-time. This phenomena causes matter inside it to decay at an extremely low rate, and damage that would otherwise prove fatal does not impede any biological electronic function. Simulations suggest an organism can lose more than 70% of their body's tissue and still operate normally, as long as at least 40% of the brain remains. However, prolonged exposure will cause said matter to gradually approach SCP-3001's own Hume level, resulting in severe tissue structural damage as the matter, as the matter's own Hume field begins to disintegrate. SCP-3001 was initially discovered on January 2, 2000, at Site 120 a facility dedicated to testing and containing reality-bending technology. Dr. Robert Scranton and his wife, Dr. Anna Ling, were head researchers at Site-120 and were developing an experimental device called the Lang-Scranton Stabilizer, or the LSS. <laughs> Dr. Scranton was transported to SCP-3001 after unexpected seismic activity damaged several active LSS Insight 120 Reality Lab A. Initially presumed dead, Dr. Scranton has survived in SCP-3001 for at least 5 years, 11 months, and 21 days. During this time, he was able to record his experiences and observations within SCP-3001 through a somehow functioning LSS control panel which was also brought into SCP-3001 with him through the Class C broken entry wormhole.
These recordings were later recovered upon the panel's sudden return, an unexpected sight Side, unexpected side effects from testing improved reality bending technology. These logs are the basis of SCP-3001 study. Despite new technologies being developed, retrieval and reintegration of Dr. Stratton has been unsuccessful. His current physical and mental state, if he is alive, are unknown. Further information of Dr. Stratton's possible revival is under ethics community review. Transcripts of Dr. Stratton's logs are below. No discernible dialogue can be heard from Dr. Stratton for the first eight days. He cycles through periods of panic, confusion, and anger throughout, and it seems he was attempting to navigate SCP-3001 to find a way out. He finally moved close enough to the recording log on the 11th day, though it did not notice it was operating for several more hours. Name Robert Scranton, age 39, birthday September 19, 1961. Favorite color, blue. Favorite song, Living on a Prayer. Wife, Anna. Anna. Name, Robert Scranton, age 39, birthday September 19, 1961. Favorite color, blue. Favorite song, Living on a Prayer. Wife, Anna. She has green eyes. I love her very much. Name, Dr. Robert Scranton, age 39. Birthday, September 19, 1961. Favorite color, blue. Height, 178 centimeters. Weight, 85 kilograms. Wife, Anna. Anna, I'm sorry. Name, Robert Scranton. Age, 39. Birthday, September 19, 1961. Favorite color, blue. My wife's name is Anna. We got married August 12, 1991. I hope she got out okay. Please let her be alright. Please let her be alright. Robert Scranton, 39, Anna, blue, wife, please, please, God, please. Anna, Anna, Anna Bobana, Anna Bobana. What the, what the hell is that? He is, it is assumed at this point, Dr. Scranton noticed the flashing light on the recording module. What the fuck? This thing is actually recording? Metallic clang heard. Voice is highly agitated and panicked. My name, my name is Dr. Robert Scranton. Yeah, yeah, my name is Robert Scranton. Former researcher at Foundation Site 120 has been, I don't know actually, I can't remember. I estimate it's been 10 days, but I can't. Oh, God, can anyone hear me? I don't know what happened. I don't know where I am. And please, please, is anyone there? Hello? Anyone? Anyone? No one can hear me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Fuck, 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 fuck. Why the hell is this thing even working? It can't be working. It shouldn't be working. So what the hell? I need to... God, I need to... I need to see how long I can talk here. There's a cab or something in the recording log. and I can't see anything. I can only see this red light blinking on and off. I can't see any of the switches next to it. I'm really hungry. Thirsty, too. think I should be dead from dehydration by now, but I don't know. Hi, little red light. Can you talk to me? Can you talk to Anna for me? Hello? I found the controls. Two weeks, three days, 47 hours, and 58 minutes. Two weeks, three days, 40, 47 hours, and 58 minutes. Two weeks, three days, seven hours, and 58 minutes. Two weeks, 
three days, seven hours, and 58 minutes. Oh, Jesus. Error with playback error. Error with playback. Error with playback. Whatever the, wherever the hell I am, I'm pretty sure now that I don't need to eat to stay alive. It hurts a lot. But at this point, I don't think I'm going to die. So I'm going to take my time, I guess. Maybe some sort of miracle will happen. I'll get out, huh? Keep dreaming, Robert. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. Three weeks, four days, 19 hours. I have a picture of Anna in my pocket. I almost forgot. Little red light, let me see her face, please. Just a little bit. I just want to see her a bit. Hi, Anna. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm coming back, okay? Two months, four days, three hours. Hi, Robert here. Yeah, I haven't actually recorded much to here in the past few weeks. Huh, sorry. Gotta keep it together. Breathe. I've been busy trying to learn more about this place in my prison. My kingdom all my own, huh? King Robert, God. I stink. Is there even air in this goddamn place? Stinky King Robert of goddamn nothing. Fuck. Sorry, sorry, gotta keep this professional. I'll come back when I'm feeling rested. Okay, here it goes. <sighs> My name is Robert Scranton. I'm a former head researcher of Site 120, a foundation facility dedicated to studying various reality-bending SCPs for the purpose of developing more advanced countermeasures towards such threats. For the last... Red light, speak to me. Two months, eight days, 16 hours. What red light said... I have been trapped in what I believe to be an empty pocket dimension. Alone, yeah. Alone. All alone. I'm calling this place SCP. I can't think of where we are. Screw it. I don't know if it's happened in the past. Red light, please again. Two months, eight days, 16 hours. But no one else is around to argue at this point. I'm just talking to this control panel to get myself together. I need to keep a record. Might be some poor bastard in the future who ends up like me, and if this ever, if I, if this ever actually makes it out, maybe, maybe I can help stop that from happening. That's all I have to go on for right now. I need something to go for, haha. <laughs> so yeah, Robert Scranton, documenting a new SCP for research purposes. That'll have to do. Here we go. Two months, eleven days, ten hours. Item number, SCP, I don't fucking care. Object clap, Euclid, I guess, but I don't know. I might update this in time. I need to explore more. Special containment procedures. God, I sound so much like a shrink right now. Um, I don't know if we could contain wherever I am. It's definitely not on Earth, to be honest. I don't know where it is. I think it's something to do with a stabilizer prototype. I'll explain that more later. Okay, um, wherever I am, I think it can be contained as created, as much as could get created, no. It's not the word I'm looking for, as entered, yeah, entered better. I came into this place because of some really bad reality-bending accident, and no, no, Robert, don't be like that yet. You don't know if there's an exit yet. Oh, living on a prayer, halfway there. Ahem. Two months, 11 days, 18 hours. So wait, no. Description, Robert. Stick to the format. This place is some sort of reality gap. I think. It's a dark, really dark, as, as this little red light that shows my words. 
are actually being recorded the only visible light in this entire place. I can't see my hands and I can barely see the control panel here. I've had to basically use the light as a center and remember how many steps I take in and in which direction. I haven't gone past a hundred yet so I'm too scared to. I wonder if my hair is turning white now. I can't even see what color it is anymore. Speaking of which, my head has been a bit itchy recently. I don't if I don't concentrate on it, it's fine. But I feel this tingling all over my face and I'm not sure why. Two months, 15 days, 4 hours. Okay, oh, I need to relax for a minute. Jesus, God, shit, holy shit, shit, shit. I just discovered a new property of this place. All this time, I've been thinking I might be walking on some sort of flat ground, if you will. But I, I keep my eye contact with Little Red as far as I could see and it seems... I could walk at a straight, flat path. Jesus, my head is buzzing right now. I think the adrenaline is still kicking, but if my hypothesis is correct, and this really is some sort of reality void, then there shouldn't be anything to walk on. Now that I think about it, this whole time I've been here, it's been like walking, but I'm also swimming through something, and this something is thick and form-fitting. has this pressure which I know isn't the correct term, but god damn it, this place makes no damn sense. I'm doing my best to understand it, okay? God, sorry. So the best analogy I can come up with is it's like I'm walking through a really thick black gel. There's enough tension to keep me on a surface, but if I imagine myself pressing down hard enough, I can descend. Wait, wait, wait. I think I need to test this some more. I'll be back. Two months, 17 days, two hours. Navigation is largely affected by conscious impulses to travel in a certain direction, so this definitely isn't a complete reality gap, at least according to mine and honest theories. If it were, I wouldn't have been able to move at all, since space wouldn't have existed. Holy shit, okay, this makes a lot more sense than it did before. Great job. Great job, Robert. You're getting there. Come to think of it, I should have realized that sooner than it, when I was able to move in a flat plane from Little Red. It also explains why I'm not dead from dehydration or hunger yet. Time barely passes in here. Okay, okay, yeah. So I stood next to a little red and went straight down. Okay, okay. From here on out, imagine little red as the origin of a 3D space. I went straight down, yeah. And then and then I was able to come back up to little red again. I've been so I've been able to fly above red. Movement in here is like is slow, like I said, gel analogy, best I can describe it by. Two months, 22 days, 3 hours. Reporting back for another update. Red, sir. Ha ha ha. Come on, Red, lighten up. Ha ha, pun not intended. Come on, Red, crack a little smile. It's funny. Fine, whatever. This place still seems like it barely follows Kajil's laws of reality parameters. And by barely, I mean really just barely. I'm pretty sure my math is right, but hold on, I'm going to check again. Jesus, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still good still. Okay, this place, even if we're using the standard Hume scale, I'm pretty sure in a reality where the Hume field is .04-ish, yeah, really fucking low, so... Like I said above, space-time exists on a very minuscule scale, so my biology is not getting shot to hell and back because of my malnutrition, but 
that also means I'm actually not sure what that also means adding on from my last entry I'm not sure how my biology will react in such a low hume concentration actually I mostly worked with higher than average hume fields and the reality benders we tested had a, lo a field lower than 0.8 this is going to be a first an all-time first I remember a site 133's pyramidal killer, they called it that because it broke previous theory about the lowest limit of Hume concentration. Really expensive, really weird machine that brought down a small area to point to a point zero four. Point zero five is yeah. To point four. Point zero five is yeah. I was lying, I was lying last log. I'm lying to myself, my own body, little red here too. We're about the realest things in this place, and that means over time, the Hume field's going to want to equalize, and I'm going to, for now, I have some calculations to do again. Red, Anna, take notes using Kajil's second, third, and fourth laws. Got it? Use zero, zero point zero 0.05 as the surrounding my external field as somewhere between 1 and 1.4. Use the second law's error estimation correction and my internal as, as shit, I'm not done yet. I am real, super real, super duper real, ultra real. The realest guy in the world of a no real. You have no sense of humor as usual, Red. I'm talking the LSS, Red. When we got sent here, I think, I think our reality got cranked up a notch. Red, didn't you pay attention in class? <laughs> Don't get so fucking smart with me, Red. Okay, the point of the LSS surge got us up to, to 2 months, 18 days, 7 hours. No, Red, not even fucking close. You must have converted Kajil's third law equation wrong because of malfunctioning LSS. We got busted by somewhere between 2.2 and 3.6. Yes, that's good, Red. It's very good because that means we're more time, we have more time than we thought to, yes, Red, before we fucking die, okay? 24 days, 5 hours, about 3 years, 4 if I don't interact too much, if I had an LSS here I could maybe stretch it out to 8, maybe that's best case scenario, but I have to, I know, but 3 years, 3 years, then it's past the point of no return, ha, ha 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 ha, I could, I could definitely figure something out by then, I think, Still should be pretty good for a while. At least, no, no, no. I won't be in here that long. I'll definitely figure something out. Anna, what would we do with a case like this? I need your help, honey. That that tingling I've been feeling—that's my hume field disgusting, diffusing. My my reality fading. Three years. I need to stabilize myself within three years. I've been thinking, Anna and I. We have this theory. Even though the hume field is low, it's still a hume field. Precise and precisely since it's so low, Hume diffusion should take quite a while. Now, if I could contain, recycle the field, keep the diffusion from spreading too thin, I could. And I could also maybe, it's only theory, but it's worth a shot. But that means, hey Red, I'm going to have to go for a bit. I want to go test something and you can't come with me. I'm sorry, no, Red. I'm really, really sorry. I want you to come, but I do... But we're together, if we're together, 
the diffusion will increase faster. We both need as much time as possible. I need to figure this place out more, and you need to make sure you keep all that info in your head. It's, Red, come on. You'll be fine, Red. I know you will. You're tough. A lot tougher than me. It'll only be for a bit, Red. But I need to see if I can find a way to keep us alive longer. Maybe even get us out of here. If I can contain the f enough field, I can maybe even get us out. No, no, no. I'm not sure. I need to find out. Red, we're talking about possibly escaping, okay? Yeah, it's a gap. A gap should have an end, like the walls of a canyon, understand? I need to find a wall, and then I can. I'm sorry, Red. I hope we're still friends when I come back. I'm going now. See you soon. Six months, ten days, five hours. Hello again, little Red. It's been a while. You know, thinking back. I don't know what the hell I was so excited about. This place is... God, this place. This place is fucking hell. There's no end. I just... It just goes on. And on. And on. I traveled in one goddamn direction for two damn months. God, I'm so fucking stupid. Why did I think I could get out? I'm just thinking like these old European shits that thought the end of the world was at the horizon. Fucking stupid, Robert. Stupid, just, just, gah! If I let myself fall down long enough, would I eventually hit a bottom? Ten months, twenty-eight days, fifteen hours. There's no bottom, and fuck you, Red. I'm sorry, D Red, don't go out. I'm sorry, I turned, I turned you off. Come back, please. I turned forty today. Happy birthday, Robert. I was adopted. Did you know that? Yeah, my parents left me in a box at the, on the side of the street. Got picked up by some American couple, which explains my not-so-Chinese names. I don't even know my original last name. Just thought I'd share. How about you, Red? Anna and I met on site in 1988. God, she was beautiful. She still is. It was our eyes. She has beautiful eyes. My eyes are gray. They're boring, but hers. God, they're beautiful. Do you think, you think she's still worried about me? Little Red, is she looking for me? You know, Red, you're a great listener, but you've never talked about yourself. Come on, don't be shy. There's no one else around, right? Ha ha, right? Ha 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 ha. I'm sorry, Robert. I'm afraid I can't do that. Ha ha, Red, you're hilarious. Were you married? Kids? Any family at all? Girlfriend? Boyfriend? Come on, Red, I won't judge. Just talk to me, please. God, my head hurts. And my feet feel like they've been asleep forever. Worked at a comic store as a kid. So much cheaper back then, and I got free stuff at the end of each week. I like Spider-Man the best. I was in a box on the side of the street. I what the fuck? No, 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 Red. Have you seen my picture? The picture, Red. Anna's picture. Where is it? Come on. Come on, where? Anna, 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 where did you go? No, 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 please, please. No, anything, but please. It's fading. She's fading. She's fading. Please. Anna, no, please. Come on, sweetie. Stay here. It's too soon. Too soon. My math isn't wrong. It's not wrong. You should be fine. Anna, Anna, I can't hold you. Come back. Come back, sweetie. Honey, come back. Anna, please. I need you. I need you. I need you. Please don't go. I'm here. I'm still here. Red, get help. Anna, please don't go. Don't. Black hair, green eyes, 160. 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 Black hair, green eyes, 
160. Black hair, green eyes, 160. Black hair, green eyes, 160. Black hair, green eyes, 160. Black hair, green eyes, 160. Dr. Scranton repeats this for three hours. Anna and I got married in 91. We couldn't really get the nicest suit and dress we wanted because of work. But damn, we both looked great. Anna looked better, of course. We just danced and danced the whole night. We got the whole week off. Even a job like mine lets you enjoy your honeymoon. So come on, Red. Open up. Cut her there. High five. Come on, Red. Come on, Red. One year. Two months. Twenty-seven days. Ah! The next recording is on only plays the control panel's automated voice-giving time with intervals of one to three days with several months long gaps in between as well. Also intermixed are Darker Scranton sobbing, screaming, and mumbling. These recordings continue until the time reading reaches two years, seven months, and 28 days after which they cease to pick up any sound until two months later. Dr. Scranton's voice is noticeably distorted now. Hypo hypothesized to a combination of both him and the control panel, finally showing signs of reality breakdown. Robert, cold, I can't, I can't feel my legs anymore. I think I'm beginning to, hitting that point, talked about low hume fill, diffusion, equilibrium, bunch of stupid garbage. I don't know what's real in here anymore. Hell, I'm not even sure I'm real, or something, something, something close to it. If I if I really am going out like this, I I I don't want to die yet. I don't want to die yet. Oh God, I don't want to die yet. I ran up in one straight diagonal line for six months. I went down in one. No, I just went down again for eight. There's still no bottom, Red. There's still no bottom. What have you been up to, Red? Have you been listening to for me all this time? You're stubborn, little guy, Red. Lucy, huh, Red? Sorry, I must have fell asleep. What did you want? Oh, sorry, I'll try to remember. Lucy, that's what we wanted to call our kid if we had one. Lucy Scranton. Lucy Lang. Anna and I both thought it would have a nice ring. I, I, no, Red, I don't remember picking out a boy's name. Good morning. Good morning. We talked the whole through. Man, I really suck at tap dancing. Can't feel my feet. I can't feel my feet at all. Okay, you try then, Red. Kajil's law states that Hume filled diffuse. Kajil's law states that my balls will eventually fall off if this keeps up. Anna. Anna Bobana. Hey, she hated that song and I love to tease her with it. Anna. Anna Bobana. Uh, banana, banana, can't. It actually became a joke between us, did you know? We made it the words that turn it to the words that turn you on, pause. Come on, Red. Act your age. Don't be immature. Fine. Guess you have a sense of humor after all, maybe. We're gonna have to fuck with so much science when we get out. This place breaks apart rules like my hand is breaking right now. Spiderwebs. My left hand, spiderwebs. There was a really bending, a reality bending spider at site 120 once. I should crush it. Red, would you crush it for me when we get out? 
average 10, 15 kilometers a day, plus a few breaks, 32, 30, 10, no, 11, no, no, 10, I think, at least 300 left, and shit, no, I was faster going down, fuck it, I'm saying about 600 kilometers down, took a hell of a lot longer coming up, far down, bottomless, infinite, and beyond, shut up, Robert, you're not funny, Hume-filled, bottom, boom-filled, breaking down at a rate of shit, what's the constant modified prem, Primial relations, 10 to the 4th, no, 5th, 5th I think, 1 year, maybe at a few more months. Red, how does David sound? David, you know, I asked you about, yeah, sorry, I woke you. My hands, my hands are going through each other, Red. Red, help, please, my hands, I can't feel my hands, they're going through each other like, like they're ice water, Red, I can't, oh God. Huh, huh. Huh, Red, you know that, that stupid magic trick your uncle would show you where you pull his thumb off, but it was really just the other one tucked under? I did that with my real thumb. Didn't even hurt, it just came off, I think. Oh god, I'm gonna be sick. Sounds of retching. I think, I think it's floating just now and I can't, I can't even pick it up. My hand just passes through it. Oh god, oh god, I. My left pinky feels like an onion. Yeah, it's separated. Nice try, Hal. Rings on the right hand. Nice try, left. I can go through myself. I can feel inside me. It feels warm, but also cold. When I sleep, my hands go in my head. I'm sleeping on my back now. Static. I'm like static on TV. Chick, chick, chick. Ha, ha, ha. Well... I only need one kidney, right? Right, Red? Red, look at this. Ha 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 ha. Let me keep my heart. Just my heart. That's all I want. Lucy, David, are you there? I want to see you. Lucy, David, that's not fair. Hey, come on. Quit messing around. I was joking when I said that. I was joking. Come on. That's fucked up. I was joking. I'm a man. Be a man, Robert. You're a man. What the fuck? Anna. Anna. Four years. Six months. Eighteen days. I'm not, I'm not even doing it myself anymore. I can feel it happening on its own. Finally, finally, I can't stay. I'm, I'm still scared. I definitely won't eat any more now. Still really hungry. This, that is fucking disgusting, Robert. You know it. See, see, Red thinks so too. No. This little piggy went to the market. This little piggy went somewhere. This little foot, foot, Red. Five years. Thirteen days. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Five years. Fourteen days. Five years. Fifteen days. Five day. Five years. Fifteen days. 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 Five years. 15 days. Stop it. You're hurting me. 5 years. 19 days. Feeling better now, Red? Sorry. How do you do it, Red? Keep it together. Spill it out. I need some help here. I need some help. Red, come on. Don't do that. Don't go. I know it's hard. I know it's dark, but it's dark when we're together still. Come on, Red. No. No, you can't, Red. No. Come on, buddy. Stay with me. Red, come on. Red, I can still touch you. I can still touch you. Look at me, Red. You're not dying yet. No, Red. No. 
No audio recording for the next nine months. Five years, nine months, two days. Red. Five years, nine months, three days. 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 Automated message repeats 97 more times. You little shit, I thought you left me. Dr. Scranton's voice is barely audible, coherent as if though a heavily distorted muted radio. Sorry to say, Red, but there's not much left here. It's been hard. I've had 184. Tried to kill myself 184 times. It didn't work. None of them worked. I'm, I don't even know how much is left of me anymore. At least one foot because I can move. Probably a few leg muscles too, but I'm wobbly. Insides are shit. Still a heart, maybe a lung. This place won't let me stop. Tired. I did die, Red. Come on, look at me. I don't want your pity. I don't want your shock, anger, fear, or I can't win. 224. I miscounted. 1, 2, 3, 4. Dark Scranton counts from 1 to 220 to 245 several times over the next 13 hours. I died. I died a lot, and I tried to suffocate. I tried to snap my neck. I tried to bite myself apart. In this place is not real. I left. I saw myself on the ground, and I couldn't. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't leave. There's no way to leave. I just floated back down, and each damn time there was less of me. I, oh God, how much more can I take away and still live? So why are you back now? What do you want to tell me? Five years, nine months, twelve days. Huh. This place is getting smaller, Red. Somehow, did you somehow do this? There's an end here for sure now. It's gone from God knows how long to. This place, there's like a veil further out, and when I touched it, it hurt like hell. Red, what's going on? It's it's not dark. That border or whatever, it's getting brighter, and I mean, it's still fucking dark, but oh God, I can actually see something now. I Oh God, what the fuck is this? Oh God, I didn't know it was this bad. Oh God, oh God, oh God, there's so much gone. Five years, ten months, ten days. Red, you're solid. Like, no, you're really fucking solid. You're like, real. And I'm real too, only when I touch you, but... Red, it really hurts when I do. I think of that if I touch you, I might fall apart. You really fucking hurt, Red. Jesus Christ, you hurt. What the fuck is going on? About three kilometer in radius. In closing, is this something like Kajil's fourth law? But what the hell is taking it? Hey, hey, I'm still here. Stop. You're causing a collapse. Hey, hey. Two kilometers. Oh, God, what's going to happen when it closes? Damn it, Red. You're, you hurt. Not collapsing. Waves. There are waves. What? Robert, you're goddamn genius. Not walls. Windows. Open windows. Five years. Ten months. Twenty-eight days. Anna. Anna, can you hear me? These waves. This place. Okay, imagine two realities as two pieces of paper stuck together. This place is the space squished between. There should only be two realities parallel, but this place is a tiny infinite but infinite third third in between like what would happen if you fell into a hole crossing a bridge from point a to point b remember class c wormholes those theories about a wormhole that was full of goddamn holes 
I think this is one of those where one of those holes leads. It doesn't lead to a different universe. It leads to nothing. A dead end. This place is a dead end. Class C broken entry. These waves, whatever they're coming from, they're coming from parallel uh, some parallel reality interacting with this place, displacing this in-between place ever so slightly, and they're all pushing on me, Red, because since we still have some sort of level of reality, they're pushing or sucking us towards them, gradually creating a new wormhole towards, towards home. What's going to happen when I get back, when the window closes? Think, damn it, Robert, think. You got to think. Think harder. Think harder. Red, I'm gonna. I have to. Jesus. Gah. I have to move away from you. I don't know if you're sick or something, but you're really messed up right now. Call me when you're feeling better. I can't think. I write blood. Blood. That's way too much, huh? Drip. 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 Where it all. Where does it all go? Retching noises. I haven't. Retching noise. Tasted barf in forever. Not even when I throw up my. You're a man, Robert. Oh, God, not again, not again, not again. Retching. Voice breaks. How? How can I be throwing up this much? Red, tell me. I don't. Retching. I don't even have a stomach to hold it in anymore, and, and the bleeding never stops. Dr. Scranton breaks down to crying for the next two hours. Be retching. Better now. Thinking. Straight. Red, I don't know if I'm ready to go back anywhere yet. Five years, eleven months, three days. No, Red, I'm not being selfish. It wasn't you. It was these goddamn waves coming in. I can't be near them, Red. Look at me. See this, Red? Look at me. I can, can't be near them. They'll kill me. I passed three years quite a while back. Remember? Because even, even after all this time, I don't want to die, Red. I'm still scared. Voice breaks. Red, I'm scared, okay? You wouldn't understand. You're not, you're not human, Red. Oh, I'm sorry for offending you, Red. No, come on. Red, come on. I didn't mean it like that. Red, look at me. You're my friend. You ha get that. You get that. You are my best friend, but let's face it. You got a much better chance of getting out of here. Uh, just leave me alone, please, Red. Sorry, just for a bit. I'm sorry, okay? I really am. Can you hear the waves coming in, Red? That little hum that sh and shake as it hits your ears? I can. It's getting louder every time, and it hurts so bad. Begins to sob quietly. It hurts so bad. No, 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 no. Why? Why? Just let me go. Let me go. Let me go, damn it. Oh, God. Sobbing. Sobbing groan. Another five years. Five more years. If this keeps up, I'm getting restabilized for another five fucking goddamn years, Red. What do I do? Over the next five days, the control panel does begin to pick up a low-frequency hum that comes in pulses. The volume increases steadily, and as it does, Dr. Scranton can be heard screaming, crying, speaking incoherently in the background. Voice is noticeably shaky red. At this point, the background humming is picked up at a rate of 20 pulses per minute. Five years, 11 months, 9 days. Help. Loud splattering noise heard as something strikes what is assumed to be the control panel. Complete silence for five days. Pulses increase in volume as well as frequency to 30 per minute. Loud splattering noise. Red. Dr. Scranton's voice is extremely slurred, almost incomprehensible. Red. Red, give me your leg. I need support. Red, give me your lever arm. Hand. Red, I need to see better. Give me your light. No, sorry. I need light needed. Got it. Sorry. Something else. Anna. I want pretty eyes. Anna, Anna, give me your eye. I only have one. 
Anna, 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 give me your lips. I want to kiss you again. Anna, Anna, give me your tongue. I'm hungry. Clicks tongue multiple times. Breaks down to a mix of quiet laughter and sobbing. Anna, Anna, a spare toe wobbly. Anna, give me your brain. I only have half. Humming measured at 46 pulses a minute. Sobbing. Whispering, Anna. I'm sorry, Anna. I didn't mean it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So scary. Anna, voice breaks. Anna, I can hold your hand. I lost my... I can't... Can I hold your hand? I lost my ring. It's okay, it's okay. I'll find another way out. There's still enough of me left to. Shaky laughter as voice breaks. Another five years. Five more years to figure something out. Laughter breaks down into crying. Gradually goes silent over the next hour. Quiet sobbing. Not yet, Red. Please. I know. You want to go. I'm not ready yet. I'm not. Splattering noise heard. I love you, Red. I love you, Anna. Five years. Eleven months. 20 days. Hum is now to 60 pulses a minute. Quiet sob. Anna. Dr. Scranton's speech pattern is almost regular. Loud metallic bang heard followed by splattering noise as something strikes the control panel again. 5 years. 11 months. 21 days. On December 23, 2005, the LSS control panel spontaneously appears back with the Site 120 testing facility Reality Lab A. Doctor, initial Hume field readings on the anchor are stable. Output readings are 2.3 with a 0.001 fluctuation. Good, Skinner. Let's hope that holds. Hold up. What, what the hell? What's wrong? Something appeared inside the testing zone. What? Ma'am, a large object has materialized with, within the anchor field. What's the call? Kill the power? Call the team? Skinner, what the hell? Oh, my God. What the, what the hell did that thing come from? I don't know, ma'am. It just appeared out of nowhere. It looks like it's covered in... What the hell is that? Gags. Oh, God. It smells awful. I can smell it from here. Jesus fucking Christ. Gags. It smells like death. It's, it's like vomit and blood and... Ma'am? Oh, my God, ma'am. Do not abort, Skinner. I repeat, do not abort. Keep that field up and do not abort. Ma'am, what's going on, ma'am, ma'am? Reduce human field to 1.7. I'm entering the containment zone. Do not disengage the field or release destabilizing the object. Uh, yes, ma'am. Mechanical whirring heard. Uh, reporting, yes. Dr. Matthew Skinner requesting. Splashing footsteps heard. Oh, God, what the hell? What the hell is this? This is the... Oh, God, Robert. Robert, is this you? Oh, God, please, please, don't let it be you. Don't let it be you, Robert. I thought, I thought. How can this thing be? Splashing footsteps heard again. Electronic beeping. Ma'am? Ma'am, what are you doing? You shouldn't touch... This is the Lang Scranton Stabilizer Interface. Welcome back, Dr. Lang. What would you like to? Access audio log. Playback starting from January 2nd, 2000. Squishing noise heard. Oh, God. What the hell happened to this thing? It's like someone exploded on it. It's like, gag, that's... That... Is that... Oh, God. Please, no. Please, no. Please, no. Don't be. Gasp and sob. It's great. It's great. Where's the other? Accessing audio files. Please verbally state your password to continue. Dr. Lang. Voice begins to break. Gags. Password is Anna Bobana. Oh god, he's everywhere. What the hell? Request acknowledge processing. Sorry, there's no audio logs for January 22nd, 2000. Dr. Scran access log on January 13th, 2000 via voice recognition at the time. Playback now, damn it. Play it back. Sobbing. Oh god, Robert, sweetie, what happened to... Confirmed. Dr. Lang retrieving audio files. Ma'am, 
We shouldn't be touching that bear hand. It could be hazardous. You should wait for the cleaning team. There's no, so much blood here. There's so much, honey. Are you okay? Where did you go? Oh, God. Oh, God. Sound a splattery squeak of the, as, as if wiping away fluid. Oh, God. There's so much blood. Squishing noise. Noise. What? Oh, my. Choking and then silence for 20 seconds. Ma'am. Ma'am. Dr. Lang, please step away from the, his hand. His ring had just fell to the ma'am. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Dr. Lang, step away, please. We'll get you out of here for now. Everything will be all right. Thiles retrieved Dr. Lang. Playing now. Dr. Lang, please come with me. We'll get help. Do you hear me? Can you hear me? Name, Robert Scranton. Age 39. Birthday, September 19th, 1961. Favorite color, blue. Favorite song, Living on a Prayer. Wife, Anna, Anna. Thudding sound <laughs> heard as if falling on what pavement? Dr. Lang, report. This is Matthew Skinner. Uh, reporting from Site 120, Reality Ab A. I need medical attention here immediately. SCP. 106 item number scp 106 object class keter special containment procedures no physical interaction with scp 106 is allowed at any time all physical interaction must be approved by no less than a two-thirds vote from the o5 command any such interaction must be undertaken in AR2 maximum security sites after a general non-essential staff evacuation. All staff, research, security, class D, etc. are to remain at least 60 meters away from the containment cell at all times, except in the event of breach events. SCP-106 is to be contained in a sealed container compromised of lead-lined steel. The container will be sealed within 40 layers of identical material, each layer separated by no less than 36 centimeters of empty space. Support struts between layers are to be randomly spaced. Container is to remain suspended in no, no less than 60 centimeters from any surface by ELO IID electromagnetic supports. Secondary containment area is to be compromised of 16 spherical cells, each filled with various fluids and a random assembly of surfaces and supports. Secondary containment is to be fitted with light systems capable of flooding entire assembly with no less than 80,000 lumens of light instantly with no direct human involvement. Both containment areas are to remain under 24-hour surveillance. Any corrosion observed on any containment cell surface, staff members, or site locations within 200 meters of SCP-106 are to be reported to site security immediately. Any objects or personal loss to SCP-106 are to be deemed missing, killed in action. No recovery attempts are to be made under any circumstances. Any corrosion observed on any containment cell surfaces. Wait, I already did that. Note, continued research and observation have shown that when faced with highly complex random assemblies of structures, SCP-106 can be confused, showing a marked delay on entry and exit from said structure. 
SCP-106 is also shown an aversion to direct sudden light. This is not manifested in any form of physical damage, but a rapid exit to the pocket dimension generated on solid surfaces. These observations, along with the lead aversion and liquid confusion, have reduced the general escape incidence by 43%. The primary cells have also been affected in recovery incidents, requiring recall protocol restrict, uh, redacted. Observation is ongoing. Description SCP-106 appears to be an elderly humanoid with the general appearance of advanced decomposition. This appearance may vary, but the rotting quality observed is observed in all forms. SCP-106 is not exceptionally agile and will remain motionless for days at a time, waiting for prey. SCP-106 is also capable of scaling any vertical surface and can remain suspended upside down indefinitely when attacking. SCP-106 will attempt to incapacitate prey by damaging major organs, muscle groups, or tendons, then pull disabled prey into its pocket dimension. SCP-106 appears to prefer human prey to items in the 10 to 25 years of age bracket. SCP-106 causes a corrosion effect in all solid matter it touches, engaging a physical breakdown in materials several seconds after contact. This is observed as rusting, rotting, and cracking of materials and the creation of a black, mucus-like substance, similar to the material coating SCP-106. This effect is particularly detrimental to living tissues, and assumed to be a pre-digestion action. Corrosion continues for six hours after contact, after which the effect appears to burn out. SCP-106 is capable of passing through solid material, leaving behind a large patch of its corrosive mucus. SCP-106 is able to vanish inside solid matter, entering what is assumed to be a form of pocket dimension. SCP-106 is then able to exit this dimension from any point connected to the initial entry point. Examples Entering the inner wall of a room and exiting it, the outer wall. Entering a wall and exiting from a ceiling. It is unknown if this is the point of origin for SCP-106 or a simple layer created by SCP-106. Limited observation of this pocket dimension has shown it to be comprised mostly of halls and rooms with data expunged entry. This activity can continue for days with subjected individuals being released for the express purposes of hunting, recapture, Data expunged. SCP Review Notes Due to the exceedingly difficult to, eat, difficult to contain nature of SCP-106, SCP is to rev be reviewed every three months during a post-breach incident. Physical 
or during a post-breach incident. Physical restraints are impossible and direct physical, da physical damage appears to have no effect on SCP-106. Current SCP as of redacted revolves around basic observation and immediate response. Previous more proactive special containment procedures have been recalled due to the events of breaches redacted, 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 and redacted. Notes on behavior. SCP-106 appears to go through periods of dormancy where it will remain completely motionless for up to three months. The cause for this is unknown, however, it has been shown that this appears to be used as a lulling tactic. SCP-106 will emerge from this state in a very agitated state and will attack and abduct staff and cause gross damage to its containment cell on the site at large. Recall protocol data expunged. SCP-106 appears to hunt and attack based on desire, not hunger. SCP-106 will attack and collect multiple prey items during a hunting behavior event, keeping many alive in the pocket dimension for extended periods of time. SCP-106 has no detrimental limit and appears to collect a random number, number of prey items during an event. The inner dimension accessed by SCP-106 appears to be only accessible by SCP-106. Recording and transmission devices have been shown to still operate inside this dimension, though recordings and transmissions are very degraded. It appears that SCP-106 will play with captured prey and appears to have full control of time, space, perception inside this dimension. SCP-106 appears. Data expunge. Recall protocol redacted. In the event of a breach event by SCP-106, a human within the 10 to 25 years of age bracket will be prepped for recall with the compromised containment cell being replaced and restored for use. While the cell is ready, the lure subject will be injured, preferably via the breakage of a long bone such as the femur or the severing of a major tendon, such as the Achilles tendon. Lure subject will then be placed in the prep cell, and the sound emitted by said subject will be transmitted all over the site public address system. SCP-106 will typically begin to gravitate towards the lure subject within 10 to 15 minutes after hearing the subject. Should SCP not Respond to the initial broadcast. Additional physical trauma is to be administered to the lure subject at 20-minute intervals until SCP-106 responds. Multiple lure subjects may be used in the case of major breach events. SCP-106 will typically enter a dormant state after finishing with the lure subject. In addition, subjects may be data expunged. SCP Tales The Young Man Nobody could like Corporal Lawrence. That's not to say nobody tried or that he was somehow unfriendly. Merely that he was one of those few that seemed to be wired differently. However, the trenches of World War I, normalcy was at best a relative term. And one that had minimal relation of life such as it was. Lawrence fought, listened to orders, 
and didn't disrupt the other soldiers, and that was all that was required. So what if people felt incredibly, increasingly uncomfortable around him? In a place where the flesh rotting off your bones while you were still alive was the baseline of concern, a little personality conflict raked several levels below a paper cut. Lawrence, for his part, dealt with it as he always had. That is to say, remained totally unaware of the avoidance. The same way a man blind from birth cannot mourn the memory of color, Corporal Lawrence couldn't be bemoan a lack of company. He was quiet, as he had nobody to talk to, and still, as he had nothing to do for long stretches of time, the enemy trench less than a mile away had gone silent for several days, letting boredom and nervousness sink in even more than normal. Coupled with the unease that seemed to radiate off Lawrence-like heat waves, the worst part was that n there was no distinct reason to dislike the corporal. He was a plain man, average height, average build, bland of voice and action. Nobody could recall him raising his voice in joy or anger. He did have the occasional odd mannerisms. However, he tended to stare a beat or two longer than was acceptable to people. He rarely slept as well, and bunkmates said he would mumble in his sleep almost constantly. The content of those nocturnal ramblings, when they could be understood, were often odd and potentially unsetting, unsettling. One private moved to another barracks when he heard the name of his daughter's pass Corporal Lawrence's lips, followed by a bubbling, muffled giggle. It was strongly theorized he was sent over to the trench by his commanders more out of a desire to have him away than for his minimal combat skill. He and 14 of his fellows were sent across this, the nightmarishly scarred waste of the no-man's land between the trenches to reconnect the enemy trench and secure it if possible. Many seemed to hope that Lawrence would have the opportunity to prove his devotion to his country by making the ultimate sacrifice for it. It was while he was gone that three-day gap as men hold their, held their breath waiting for a surprise volley of shells that someone started asking questions, whereas before it was almost taboo to speak of Corporal Lawrence since the departure of both him and Aura rumor seemed to be descend with the passion, passion of the denied. Nobody remembered him ever talking of home. No sweet-smelling letters came. No soggy, dirt-streaked letters left. He mentioned his dreams often, gripped sometimes with the men over missed foods or pleasures, but never with any real passion. Questions started to float among even the higher levels of the command. Nobody was able to actually find his station orders. He'd come in with a squad of reinforcements transferred from France, but there was no paperwork. The rest of the reinforcement squad had never seen the man before he'd lumped in with them the night before the trip, along with the snips and scraps of other squads decimated by the Germans. Whispers filtered among the grunts that Corporal being a curse Nearly every man who'd 
shared a bunkhouse with him and gotten trench foot. And the rooms he'd haunted always seemed to smell more musky and sickly sweet, even for the trench. The men sent over the no man's land with Corporal Lawrence heard, heard and cared for none of this. Just another man among many with the death certificates awaiting a stamp that could fall at any moment. They moved fast and low from crater to crater, slipping over slick mud and barbed wire, the only thing that seemed to grow in that blasted waste. Charging the last forest spurt and into the trench, they were greeted with not with harsh bark of German orders and rifles, but a dense, close silence. Preparing for ambush, the men started to filter out into the tunnels and halls of the trench. The men, already nervous, were not calmed by their investigation. The trenches stank of mold, sweat, and a thin underlay of rot, undertaste of rotten fruit. A vile, clawing, cloying slime seemed to have pooled in every divot and crack, sticky as glue and itchy on the flesh. In a world where rats and insects would try to snatch foot food from your mouth even as you ate, they saw nothing alive, not so much as a fly. An armory lay in chaos. Munitions spilled on the ground. Rifles tossed like pickup sticks. A mess hall had been reduced to ruins, and tables and chairs piled in the center of the room, charred and twisted, and the rations seemingly stamped into the dirt by many feet. And still nothing alive or dead was found by the increasingly anxious soldiers. Private Dixon found the first body and managed to cry out before vomiting. They knew it had been a man only because nothing else of that size could have been there. It lay on the floor of a barracks, the entire floor. The flesh of it had been smeared somehow, spread like butter over the rough dirt floor. Bones already looking pitted and rotten, stuck out at random angles like dead trees in a still swamp. The skull rested on one of the highest bunks, facing the doorway. Ten gleaming white fingertip bones crammed into the cracked eye sockets. As one man went to examine it, he found the back of the skull had been crushed open, the rotting, sagging sponge of a tongue stuffed into the otherwise dry cavity. More remains were found, each seemingly more unsettling and strange than the last. A ring of hands in a sandbag, sandbagged watch post. Ten of them. Fingers interlaced like a basket. The rest ragged and broken. Two men in a tunnel. Skin, leathery, and thin as mummies. Eye sockets staring and empty. Mouths looked impossibly wide. Their clothes... More rags under an oily black scum. The latrine sent even the hardiest back, gagging and shivering, overflowing with excrement and offal. Gobbets of meat bobbed back, bobbed and oozed in the foul sludge. The whole surface dotted with what looked like thousands of clean, slick eyeballs 
nerves and tendons fanning out like goldfish tails. Corporal Lawrence was the first to find the hole. The other men loudly debating the better part of valor in their rapid withdrawal from the nightmare trench. It was a, it was small in a section of fresh digging. The start of a new arm of trenches projecting closer to the enemy lines. No more than four feet across it seemed to be accidental uncovering of a natural chamber. The empty blackness of it defying investigation. Private Dixon recovered and blessedly numb from his previous ordeals, saw the corporal prod the edge with his boot, then crouched to peer and then suddenly slide in head first before the private could so much as utter a shout of question. The private was a good soldier and rushed to the perceived distress of his fellow. When questioned later, he could provide little illumination as to what happened over the two minutes Corporal Lawrence spent in the hole. He could see nothing. The light of a torch seemingly gobbled up a few feet into that dense blackness. There were sounds, the rustle of movement over loose stone or rubble, an odd liquid shifting, dry rustle that made him think the insect husks he'd used to collect in the summer. As he shouted for aid, there was a sudden upwelling of repulsive stench like a reptile house gone sour and an old and his, and his fellow soldiers found him retching helplessly beside the hole when they came around the turn. It was as they rushed to Private Dixon's aid that the hand emerged from the hole. They stopped and raised rifles as one body roaring for the owner of that pale, trembling hand to identify himself. As they watched, another hand joined the first, followed by the pale, shivering head of Corporal Lawrence. He was streaked and smeared with a tarry black ooze. Hacking and coughing thinly as he hauled his body up beside that of the gasping private. As he moved to help the men, the corporal vomited up a heavy steam of the same repulsive slime that coated his body in smears and globs. Curled, shuddering body volting more of it into his saturated, fouled plants. They were hesitant to touch him, finally doing so after the seemingly endless river of grime stopped pouring from him. He was insensible, eyes rolling and wide, body as limp as a boned fish. The men quit the trench with all speed, half-dragging the corporal. They ran with no thought to cover or death, only escape. They crossed in, re in record time, falling into their home trench like so much cordwood grasping and shivering. One man known to have bludgeoned a German to death with a brick curled on the floor in a sobbing heap. The commanders moved quickly, isolating the men and trying to calm the most lucid for a report. What spilled out would have been immediately dismissed as lies and hallucination were not for the earnest, pleading stares of those reporting. Command calmed them with explanations of battle fatigue and strange gas weapon tests, and shared silent, focused stares as the cowed men were ushered out. Corporal Lawrence had little to report of his time in the black hole. He could or would say little. He stated that he had slipped, fallen into what may have been some 
long blocked underground pool or perhaps buried a buried latrine. Of the sounds and smells reported by the private, he had nothing to say, only that he had struggled a short time and then managed to get back out, or just as the men arrived, truly seemed none worse for wear. In fact, he seemed in better spirits than many had remembered ever seeing him, favoring the commanders with a wide, giddy smile as he was dismissed with a warning not to discuss the events. The corporal proved a changed man over the next few days. He was more talkative, but quickly had men wishing for his old, unsettling silence. He rambled about the joys of closed spaces, creation and destruction that seemed to spring up around them, about human pleasures, missed the dismissions and ages of which made some men threaten Corporal Lawrence with a quiet, inaugurable death, which only seemed to stretch the near-constant smile on his face even wider. Private Dixon of the corporal's bunkmates whispered to a friend that he had woken once to find the corporal standing over him in the night. His eyes as bright and flat as silver dollars, they found the private the next day, snarled in the barbed wire, his intestines, spread nearly ten feet around him in every direction. Not one man from that trench survived the Great War, although few died in battle. A wave of sickness took the trench a few days after Private Dixon's death. A strange wasting sickness that seemed to eat the flesh like acid. Men waking to find previously healthy flesh eaten down to the bone, oozing and blackened. A sergeant was found in a latrine beset by a living carpet of rats. They refused to quit the body, even when shot, and attacked several men before the body was recovered. Relief finally came, the bulk of the men being sent to various hospitals, many wasting away before they ever reached a bed. Corporal Lawrence was remanded to a French mental ward, transferred after several complaints from hospital proper where he was first sent. It seemed his behavior hinted a growing mental imbalance, culminating with an attempted sexual assault of a nurse, which ended with the loss of three fingers from her right hand and the vision to her in her right eye. The corporal would rant quietly to the other patients, whispers about endless halls, pursuits in the dark, flesh laid out like pages of a book. It was dismissed as so much as much so much war fatigue, even as his behavior grew less violent and more unsettling. He vanished several times from the ward, only to appear several hours later as if nothing had happened. When pressed, he would begin to sing, My Bonnie Lies Over the Sea in an endless monotone until the doctors left left expirated. Others on the ward clamored to be transferred from the whispering madman. A stale, musty foulness seemed to sit in the air wherever he stayed. An incidence of infection and the strange, consuming sickness that had his home trench seemed to follow him like a cloud. Numerous attempts were made to transfer the man, man only to be met with bureaucratic, bureaucratic confusion. No records were found of the man, no entry papers, commendations, or incidents, not even a birth certificate. 
though it's all he sat for hours and cross-legged on his bed, occasionally humming tunelessly or rambling off the names of his ward mates between short, bubbling giggles. Corporal Lawrence and 18 men vanished one November night between five-minute nurse rotation at three in the morning. The room reeked of rust, oil, mold, and sweat, sweet rot. Thick black thwasts of crumbling ooze coated the beds and several of the walls, wide patches of it smearing and eating into the floor. The men were there was no there were no sign of there were no sign at first. They searched and one nurse shifted the beds aside, only to shriek and nearly trip across one of the sunken reeking depressions on the floor. In a tight perfect spiral were what appeared to be hundreds of teeth resting near neatly on the floor. After counting, they accounted for the total of all the teeth of every living soul in the ward but one. The corporal was never found, nor were the men. The incident was swallowed by the constant barrage of horrors from the front and forgotten with ease. Stories of a cursed trench wandered cro across the front lines, but often squashed for being bad luck. Still they came. Stories of strange deaths of disappearing men, found days later alive but broken and twisted beyond comprehension. Stories of a strange dark stalking figure stalking the bomb-riddled towns of Europe. The reason I put these episodes, these ones together, is because in my opinion I think they're all connected. I think, because when in the red reality he describes the everything around him like a black like a dark gel so in my opinion that dark ooze from scp from the old man and the young man which i think of the same person i think that black ooze is the stuff from scp 3001 and i think that's why it has the effect it does is because it came from SCP-3001. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Once again, thank you for coming to our podcast. I have been your host, Viking Strongman. And please have a great rest of your day wherever you are. Or a great rest of your night. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your different listening platforms, whatever you prefer to use. You can also, if you like the show, you can also send donations via Venmo or through the Anchor system. And if you like our show, don't forget to share it with your friends who might also like it. And also, don't forget that we have a Facebook page, Discussions with a History Buff, as well as a Reddit page, also Discussions with a History Buff, with I think only one F, because you can only have yay many characters in, in the title. But this has been Discussions with a History Buff, and I'm your host, Viking Strongman. Goodbye.